0: Welcome to Perspectives Unsettled, a podcast that exists to challenge our assumptions about faith and move the average Christian from status quo into boldness in action. I'm your host, Emily Luttrell. And I'm Ben Stewart. And with us today is our friend, Jill Randall. Woo-hoo. Hi, Jill. Hi. Well, we're excited to talk about some fun stuff today, but before we talk about that fun stuff, Ben... We're going to talk about even
1: more fun stuff. Wow.
0: I'm on the edge of my super, seat.
1: Super fun stuff. I've actually got a question that's going to connect to our topic here in Mm. a second, which is we're calling it soul care. We might, there's some language we might shift around, but the point Mm -hmm. is, you know, Mm self-care, soul care. So Uh at the core of self-care, soul care is you're going to find the heart of this question. So Uh Emily, Jill, when you completely guilt-free like oh. no calorie impact. Like this is impact. in
2: front of a bunch of people right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, There's okay. a lot of
1: people listening to this. So okay, no, great. No caloric impact, no, no ramifications physically, anything like that. What is your go-to comfort food? Like when you're at home, you've got your sweats on, you're cozy, and you're just like, I don't care about any ramifications. I just need <laughs> this food item oh right boy. now. Hmm. And it might okay, be on first. It might okay. be like you're like you're sad and you need it or it might be just like life is great and I want this.
0: Yeah. Anything.
1: So what's what's your like go-to comfort food?
0: Man. Okay. Well, my go-to comfort food is a meal.
1: <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that counts. It counts.
0: It's breakfast? Okay. Mm. I I like Pretty much any kind of breakfast food, especially when it's Mm. all at once. Okay. And I'm thinking specifically of there is a restaurant in Minneapolis, Minnesota Okay, called, I think called Original Pancake House or something. All right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. And so like whenever I've visited friends that live there, we'd go to this place and I would get the... Coconut pancakes. Okay. And then oh, yeah. also a southwestern omelet and oh. then side of Ooh. potatoes.
1: Wow. <laughs> All on the same plate.
0: I mean, it's multiple plates, it's multiple but it's the plates. same. Okay. She takes the whole table. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You're like spread out. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they yeah. got great mugs for coffee. Okay. And oh, it's yeah. just like that's where I return to. Every breakfast that I make mm-hmm. for myself is like that. I want to recreate that. that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Are you a syrup? over everything this is going to type- be
0: controversial okay i don't like maple syrup oh my gosh <gasps>
1: wow oh, doesn't like no. chocolate and doesn't like maple syrup
2: whoa <laughs> shit. i i think i have to go right we now have a, we have a new podcast topic actually emily we have one of those here in boise so
0: oh man oh, you have to come have next to staff retreat yeah. might be in boise Heck yeah, yeah exactly. there we go
1: It'd be good. All right. So bre- breakfast meal <laughs> yeah. is sort of your comfort. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Jill. Jill, what are you? How would you well, answer that question?
2: I was gonna say some kind of um, because I was kind of picturing myself, you know, watching TV or something. Right. Just the end of the evening kind of thing. But your breakfast thing kind of inspired me, Ooh. which mm. it's a slight, it's a slight turn, but it's kind of always be fries just fries. always fries oh yeah oh okay like, that's my favorite thing Hot, like curly spicy like, oh, straight kind. up regular with lots care. of salt no okay i'll do it all all right sweet potato <laughs> fries sweet i'll potato. do anything yeah yeah any kind but of
1: fry bring it on yeah
2: it's yeah. just i i figured if if i had to eat only one thing you know if you're on an island kind right, of thing, right right i'd have to have potatoes I so just,
1: so here's a follow-up jill if you're on an yeah. island and you can only eat French fries, are you eating McDonald's French fries or Wendy's French fries?
2: Oh, McDonald's big time. Wow, okay. I mean, hey, hey, it, <laughs> that was my first job was oh. McDonald's many, many That's years awesome. ago. That's what inspired the That's awesome. I, I think fries. so. <laughs> yeah, or, or just the opposite, because it's pretty nasty.
1: <laughs> All right, well, now we know what we're getting you. Like yeah, next time we're together, go. Is we're making sure you have a endless supply of fries at our. Yeah,
2: next... I, that's probably kind of hard to do though. But yeah, I mean, because my second choice would be some kind of coconut ice cream or something
1: oh. like that. But, we but got a coconut theme going here. Yeah, Yeah, see, there you yeah. go. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna break about, that. Okay. And I'm gonna say my comfort food would be um, a really big slice or piece of apple cobbler. Mm-hmm. But like Ooh, yeah. lots of, it's got to have lots of the cobbler stuff with it, like the, yeah. like, like the juice stuff. yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, and, oh, oh, gotcha.
1: And and then vanilla bean ice cream. Oh yeah, um, and and some caramel. Um, if I can get a big bowl of some that, some syrup, some syrup, some syrup. Some ma- that I'm, ma- I'm going to take times. Emily's maple syrup. <laughs> yeah. So Kinda like yeah anyway. yeah so <laughs> yeah there we go. Well hey now we all know when we need to really yeah. just take care of ourselves exactly what our go-to comfort food is right yeah
2: how nice yes yeah and they're also so healthy i think well <laughs> emily's was probably the Nobody's, best
1: <laughs> nobody said kale kale's not comforting anybody
2: <laughs> that's true
0: i'm not sure most of us spend a lot of time day-to-day contemplating our souls short of having made sure it's been saved i don't really spend a lot of time thinking about the state of my soul and it's hard to pin down exactly what we mean when we talk about the soul because the first thing that comes to my mind is music and it's funny that something so integral to ourselves and integral to our faith can be so hard to define people describe the soul as the center of our being as a source of our feelings or our personalities it's the immortal part of us that is kept in a mortal body, like this George MacDonald quote that says, you are a soul, but you have a body. A soul is something that makes humans more than mere animals. It may be the part of us that is actually made in the image of God. And it ends up being more of a philosophical question than a linguistics question. But despite our struggles with really pinning down what a soul is, Most of us know what it means when the Psalms say things like, my soul is downcast, my soul waits for you, my soul longs for you, my soul only finds rest in you. So maybe the times when we most keenly sense our soul is when it's weary. But how do you begin to take care of something that is hard to define? Today, we're talking with our friend and board member, Jill Randall, about the topic of soul care. And we're asking questions like, what does it look like to be taking care of your soul? How do you balance taking care of yourself with living, sometimes sacrificially, for others? And how can we start practicing it today?
1: Awesome. So um, we got to hear from you a little bit already on the important things, Jill, like your love <laughs> for French fries. But we exactly <laughs> uh, do uh, appreciate you joining us and, and he, uh, the official welcome to our podcast. And just some quick context for the listener. You heard in the intro that uh, Jill is a board member of Uncharted International, Um, probably most importantly, Jill, uh, you and your husband have been longtime friends to me and Kathy, Mm -hmm. um, in multiple ministry contexts and life contexts, and just honored for our friendship and the way that you guys Mm -hmm. have collectively, uh, helped shape Mm -hmm. me and Kathy individually and then in our marriage Mm -hmm. as well. So super grateful for the friendship. Um, you have served as a board member for Uncharted now for a few years, and mm-hmm. then you and bill are also um some some key leaders in another internationally focused ministry called Novo N O V O right and um your role specifically within Novo I know it it spans multiple things um but one of one of the main facets of your role is the director of of staff wellness mm-hmm. um which feels appropriate for this conversation mm-hmm and and i'll say even just you know personally the the way that you what you bring to our board though mm-hmm. it is multiple things you one of the voices that you carry is one of uh of just this awareness of like okay how are we doing collectively how you're mm-hmm. frequently asking me how is the staff doing um and you're not talking just at a uh, work performance level. When you're asking that right, question, right. you're asking yeah. how are they actually doing? Um, so a lot of experience, a lot of background, a lot of expertise in this realm of soul care. And so to kick us off, um, let's actually let's actually start with a question around that phrase, soul care. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what do we mean by that phrase? And actually right before we started recording this we were you were bringing up a, a interesting point of is self-care maybe a better mm-hmm. descriptor so let's start let's start with that um yeah. you like to use the phrase self-care and i'd be curious to hear um what what's behind that what are some of the differences um mm-hmm. between self-care or soul care um and we'll go from there
2: yeah i mean when uh emily when you asked me to talk on this I was. I kind of did some research actually on even the term of soul care because I I don't use it very often Um, but then I actually am thinking about I don't really talk about like when I talk to the people that I coach or walk with um, and mentor coaching whatever the people that I'm I'm serving in our organization I don't really I just do it (laughs) does that make sense (laughs) you know So, <clears throat> so I think they probably are realizing that it is self-care, but, but it's just encouraging people to ask questions of how are you doing? So I'm asking those questions, but I'm encouraging them to ask. Cause I was thinking about these, the prep that you sent me, it's like, we have to continually ask ourselves, how are we doing? Mm. And even in your intro, you said something about the soul is kind of who we are And so in a way it is ourself, the Mm -hmm. whole thing, you know, so we can talk about the spiritual aspect of it, but to me, it is like, we are whole people. Mm -hmm. God created us as whole people. And so I think sometimes we end up as Christians, we can just like work really hard, do all this Mm -hmm. great stuff for God and everything. But then, you know, sometimes we, years later, I mean, that happened to, to my husband and I but also in lots of people I've walked with where it's like, oh, wait, I'm actually not doing too good. Mm -hmm. And it might be, it might be even like physical. It might be spiritual. It might be mental. It might be emotional. Mm -hmm. So, so those are kind of, when I think about us as a whole person, we have to pay attention to all those areas of our Mm -hmm. lives that God created us to be, you know, it's a whole person.
1: Which kind of speaks to this next question, but I think sometimes there is this perception that soul care or self care, and maybe we can just use those sort of interchangeably yeah, whatever, in this yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. But there's this perception that that that's really for the people who are in full time vocational ministry. Like they're the mm-hmm. ones that have mm-hmm. the luxury and the time. Um, some might say that you can get paid to like focus on that. Uh, yeah, and and in fact. I mean full disclosure that is one of our staff values like it's written sure. on our our little staff value card. The number one value is self-care. Mm-hmm. And so so it is like we that's literally something that we weave into our our time and how we use our time yeah. as a staff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So speak either one of you feel free but speak a little bit to why is this important for our listener? Like, why is this important for the person who is a stay at home parent or working in a cubicle, you know, Monday through Friday, or is a teacher? Why is it important? And why should we pay attention to this?
2: Yeah. I think one thing I, I think of instantly is, you know, I'm picturing those people in their workplace or whatever. So as a believer, if we want to live a life after God, if we want to follow him with all our heart, soul, mind and strength and love him that way. So there, so I love that verse, Mark 12, 30, um, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. So if I'm to do that, I'm also supposed to, I, I feel like, you know, in Mark, he's talking about the fact that we are whole people, right? So those are ways that we're, we're loving God, but we're also he's, he's pointing it out. Like there's more than just our soul. So yeah. there's also, so all these aspects. So if we want to like live a life of free, of freedom, of healing, of health, of, you know, all that, mm-hmm. then I think we need to pay attention to all of those areas of our life. So, so yeah, I mean, it is really important for, for missionaries or full-time ministry workers, just because we honestly, and we'll talk about it later, but we tend to not pay attention to some of those things. But, so I was thinking about um, this story. I, so my husband and I were church planters before we joined Novo. And and so um, I did a lot of, I wasn't officially on staff or anything, but I was raising kids. I was in the community. I was teaching, you know, I was, I was actually a substitute teacher during those days, but Um, and working with special ed kids actually, but, but I, I had so many things going on. Right. And I, I had this memory of, I was standing in front of the mirror, mirror, getting ready for work or whatever it was. And in the morning, and I felt like God said to me, what do you, what do you want? Hmm. Like, what do you, you know, what's going on with you? What do you want? Hmm. And I was like, what do I want? Like, I have no idea. I'm taking care of my kids. Like, yeah. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. I've never even thought about that. And I was probably in my, I mean, late thirties. And so I feel like we just don't stop. Like as Christians mm-hmm. that are determined to follow Jesus with everything, we just don't stop to ask ourselves some questions mm-hmm. or, or allow God to speak to us. Yeah. And so, and I don't think we're very self-aware either. Yeah. So that's something I try to help a lot of people with is, is knowing who we are is the way that God created us, our identity, but, um, and then going from there into all these areas. But I think we just don't stop long enough if Mm -hmm. we're driven people. I mean, even if we're not driven people, we want to live a life that's full, you Mm -hmm. know,
1: Mm -hmm. it's really good. Recently, I, I was listening to a message, uh, from a from a from a friend who was going through Mark and he was highlighting um, the blind man in Mark 10 that Jesus asked the question the same question that. that you just articulated yeah. Jill what what do you want yeah I mean he he says what do you want me to do for you, do for kind, you. kind of yep. the same thing like what do you want. And mm-hmm. uh, and in this message, the, the preacher was highlighting how it's almost yeah. as if Jesus wanted to see how self-aware was this guy of what he Absolutely. actually needed.
2: Yeah, because he already knew. Yeah, and
1: it, it's like the guy didn't say. Like the guy could have said, "Yeah, uh, could I could I have a five dollar bill?" Right. Like if you think about most people who mm-hmm. are standing on the on the side of the street with the cardboard sign up, you know, like I'll take yeah. the five dollar bill. I'll take the the meal from Subway. Um, Maybe Mm -hmm. I'll take the ride, you know, the ride to the shelter. Like there's a lot of other things that this guy could have asked for. And again, it was as, as if Jesus was seeing like, does this guy, is he really aware? Is he so self-aware enough of what he truly needs in terms of healing and care? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as the story goes, he, he was. So to your point, like that's, that's the importance of this focus and this paying attention of self-care is mm-hmm. if Jesus were to meet us in front of the mirror when we're getting that's ready right. for the day and ask what do you mm-hmm. want? What do you want me to yep. do? Are yep. we are we self-aware enough to know how we'd answer that question in yeah. a real way? Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. yeah Emily, I'm good. I'm curious, this is going off script a little bit, which I know oh, no. you love. Um <laughs> you've been with Uncharted now for a few years. And I'm curious like coming into this context like how much was self-care, soul care kind of on your radar or in sort of the natural rhythms of your, your life um, versus today? Like, would you say, and, and this is not, this is not, I'm not looking for like a shout out of what the culture has been so <laughs> yeah, great. Exactly. I'm not looking for that, <laughs> but I am curious, like, was that normal pre coming into the uncharted context or would you say over the last few years that's felt like a newer focus um Mm -hmm. in a work context in a personal context you can edit all this out later if you don't (laughs) like your answer where it's going but i mean
0: i always do that anyway that's true these are usually three hour long sessions (laughs) um it's kind of interesting i feel like whenever at for whatever reasons, the time, whenever I was like graduating college and starting to work more self-care ended up being a very like hot topic mm. that a lot of people talked mm. about. It was very trendy. Mm. Um, and most of the environments I was around had kind of negative opinions on it. Mm. Um, mm. just like, this is self-indulgent. This mm. is stupid. This is the entitled mm. millennial mm. who mm. thinks they, you know, uh, deserve yeah. all of this stuff the, the slander of my generation that's been happening. Um, mm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. especially in a work context, I, I didn't work in ministry mm-hmm. beforehand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just, it wasn't even mm-hmm. on anybody's radar. I think if you sit down with somebody and you're saying, I feel burnt out, they would probably have compassion mm-hmm. and want to do something. But this is, this was not like a practice that was mm-hmm. put in, <laughs> this is not a staff value Mm -hmm. um, of like, let's make sure this is something we're doing. Mm -hmm. And so coming here where it is, it has been really interesting. And part of it is like, this is also the first time I've worked working in ministry. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe this is what everybody's like. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) I don't know. Like how normal is it to like share prayer requests for each other in staff meetings? Like, I don't know. It seems maybe that's, that is normal. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it is still kind of like an adjustment for me uh-huh. as someone who doesn't like to share until she's called on. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, right. Um, like he just did. Right. That's like right. he just did just now. It's the only, <laughs> yeah. the only yeah. way I'll talk about anything. Yeah. um, And so it, I think overall, I would say overall positive, mm-hmm. like I'm glad it's definitely introduced this idea of like, this is something that's important mm. for you to do for yourself. Mm. Yeah. Not just because like you, you're yeah. tired, you should, you should do a face mask when, when you're home. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, this is not the same thing that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, maybe this is because working in ministry, like it impacts my personal life a lot just because mm. of like by nature of like my faith. And so, It gets more intertwined of like, Mm -hmm. you know, my job is a part of like a part of who I am as a whole person, Mm. other than like, this is a thing that I do from nine to five every day. And then the rest of my life is like actually my life. Mm. I don't know if that super answers, but this is what happens when you just go off script. This is what the outline is for. (laughs) You did great going (laughs) off
1: script. Very Mm -hmm. honest, good, solid answer.
2: I think it. that's super interesting though. I mean, because I wonder if I haven't thought about it too much because I work with a lot of young adults and in different generations, you know? So, and I won't tell you which one I'm in, but it's, <laughs> but it's not super old, but it's pretty old. But anyway, <laughs>
0: um,
2: but I I think that's interesting because I I never really thought that, it was like, I mean, I know, cause you asked that question, is, is this a selfish, like, what do you, is it self-indulgent I was mm-hmm. it that's not even on my radar mm. because I, I think so much, I deal with people that don't do that. Don't do it. We just don't do it. And I, and I know that there are people that do, I'm sure that there's people that would rather sit around and think about themselves. I mean, or whatever, mm-hmm. but I think, um. I just wonder what kind of generational thing, because I have worked in ministry for a long time and I, and, but I've also pastored churches where I spent tons of time talking to women about how to pay attention to themselves and not just their families all the time Mm -hmm. or, or whatever,
0: you know what I mean? so. Yeah. Like I remember having conversations with some of my friends who were, you know, were talking about these self-care ideas and they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, but you know, you're supposed to love other people more than yourself and you're always supposed to be living sacrificially. And, and I think that's really easy to say when you're like 24 and you haven't been a pastor for 15 years Mm -hmm. or whatever. Exactly.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Right.
1: So Jill, what what do you say to that? Like, what would you say to somebody who, like maybe you're just entering a mentoring relationship with them or something like that. And you're bringing up mm-hmm. this idea of self-care and one of their hesitancies to engage with self-care is it feels really selfish.
2: Yep. In fact, I was thinking through, cause Emily asked a kind of question as a, for the prep for this, but, um, I look, I mean, th- some of the verses I always turn to our want the one i'm thinking of i just wrote this down is mark 6 30 and 31 Hmm. so i'll just read it the apostles returned to jesus from their ministry tour this is in the nlt and told them told him all that they had done and taught and jesus said let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and get some and some rest for a while Hmm. he said this because there's so many people coming and going that jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat (laughs) so it's like you know what i'm saying like I mean, there you go. And then here's another one, Matthew 11, 28 and 29. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle in heart and you'll find rest for your souls. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think if Jesus did it, (laughs) if he got rest, if he figured out, I mean, he was God and, and I know he was human too, but I, it's like, and he was teaching his disciples and he's mm-hmm. teaching us the same stuff. So I I understand that we're always trying to take care of other people, but if we don't, we're going to, we are going to burn out mm-hmm. if we don't take care of ourselves. Our longevity is we're not going to have a great, you know, legacy. We need to teach it to our kids. We need mm-hmm. to teach it to, to, those that we walk with. And, um, and I think whatever's good for Jesus is probably a good idea for me. (laughs) Yeah. I think one
1: of the most formational scenes, um, that, that taught me on this was, was also from Mark and Mark one, you know, it's that scene where I won't read the whole thing, but it's basically very descriptive of how much Jesus serves and how much he ministers. It talks about all the people he's healing. It talks about all the teaching he's doing talks about how he goes to his good friend's house and even at the house there's a ministry need you know this good right. friend's mom is sick and he heals yep. so he heals the mom and and uh and it says the whole city starts to come to him for right. healing for ministry to to be served yep. if you will and he does like he does some of that and then it and then he slips off uh into the yep. into the place of rest spends time with his father and then i love how it says the disciples hunted him down. Like it wasn't just, they come looking yeah, for they him, couldn't they find him, him yeah. down. And I can mm-hmm. just hear the conversation of like, Jesus, here's all these people back here that you left hanging. Here's all these people back here. Like so you, much to you, do. Yeah, yeah. Like you healed those 50. That's great. But what about the other 250 that are left hanging? You know, like yeah. we've got a lot to do here. Let's, let's go. That's and that's Jesus right. is like, Nope, we're moving on. And yeah, that to that's me, right. like if Jesus, If Jesus could do something that he knew was allowing him to have an intimate moment with the Father, to be restored, to remember why he was there, but also like he was willing to disappoint all those people. Think about all the people. Think about all the people that he left disappointed. Mm -hmm. Like, well, that's great. You got healed, Emily. I didn't, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) And, uh, and that, <laughs> yeah. You know, and that doesn't mean he's a jerk, of course, but no. like he was willing to let some things go, to right. to let some things yeah. not be resolved in a sense.
2: Yeah, because in the moment what was important was like you said communion with the father. So right. he's trying to do and say and hear what the father's saying and doing, so then he's going to do that. <clears throat> so And, and maybe it wasn't to heal those 50 other people that were waiting, you know, in line. So I, I love that. And that's, I think we'll, we're going to talk about that, but intimacy with God is so important for our self-care. I mean, that's where it kind of all starts, you know?
1: So that, so that's a, that's one of the roadblocks would be, um, you know, just that sense of like, isn't it selfish? Mm-hmm. Aren't we supposed to be giving all of ourselves to other people,
2: everybody else? Yeah.
1: yeah. What What would you, what would either of you say are other roadblocks or things that maybe prevent people or distract people from not only being aware of self-care, but actively engaging in it?
0: I think, I think one thing that can be hard is just not having guidance really, mm. or, mm. or someone to point you in the right direction because especially when I'm in the point where I'm like I need, I need to take care of myself. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm burnt out. I'm overwhelmed. And then it's like, oh great, here's another thing I have to figure out for myself. Mm-hmm. Is now I have to figure out how to heal <laughs> myself. <laughs> That's <laughs> a great point. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just That's like, really what am I supposed to do? Because sometimes the things that, yeah. that seem on the surface, like this is something that's supposed to be relaxing. Mm. Maybe I should go isolate myself on a mountainside like Jesus. And mm-hmm. then that doesn't work. So I'm like, I'm either doing it wrong mm. or yeah, like, I'm yeah. not doing the right thing. Mm. And then it's whatever the opposite of soul care is. Right. <laughs> it's
1: life sucking. Yes. It's
0: yep. life sucking. And then it's like, now there's no hope for me because I can't even do this right. So it's yeah. actually worse. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's a really good <laughs> that, point.
2: That is really good. And I think you had, you had asked me, um, you know, on the, in the prep, like, <clears throat> what do you do when you need, you know, you need help. And I think that's one of the first things is to, if there's somebody in your life, I mean, there's, you can have people that just trusted friends that will help you. But I also feel like That's why I love having people that are like mentors or people that are a little further ahead of us, you know, that can walk with us about stuff like that, where whether they even have experience in it or understand it totally, you can have somebody that you can go to instead of, like you said, have to figure it out by yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. And I don't, we, a lot of us don't have that, but Mm. I think it's worth seeking out.
1: It's good any other things that you can think of Jill besides, you know, the thought that maybe it's selfish um, besides what Emily was talking about, just not knowing mm-hmm. how.
2: Um, yeah, of, for sure. Not knowing how I think, yeah, yeah I think um, it, the, so the I think there's a period of a, a awareness as well as like mm-hmm. learning about stuff. So, so if we, if we can pay attention to our bodies or pay attention to our heart, soul, whatever our mind you know, I think um, if we can do that, then we're going to notice like there's an awareness, but there's also Mm -hmm. a time of learning. So say, say Emily, you're like, and this is what happens with us is we can carry our stress or our unhealth in our bodies, right? In our physical body. Mm -hmm. So we might get headaches, we might get stomach aches, we might, whatever. Um, There's so many places that we can carry our stress. And so it's like, first you got to go, okay, I'm, I need to pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right. So if I, if I'm not feeling good, every time I eat something, I, maybe I should do some research on that, or I mm-hmm. should go to the doctor, or I should talk to somebody that knows about stuff like this. So I think, you know, it does take work. I mean, I would say I probably do so much. I don't know how much, but I do a lot of research mm-hmm. for myself and for others. Mm-hmm. Just because I, and there's a ton of stupid stuff out there too. To be honest, <laughs> I mean, you know, you can go online and find things that you shouldn't be reading. I'm sure, you know, that's gonna steer you in wrong directions. But if you know certain people, like certain, you know, people that you follow or whatever, you yeah. can you can do that. But I I think that's part of it. Is I gotta talk to people. I gotta do some. I gotta do some like work.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: There is, it, and I've actually. So I've had lots of problems with my gut, to be honest. So I have tons of weird stuff. And so I'm allergic to a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. Well, so I, but then I, I went to my doctor and I said, okay, I, I wasn't obsessing about it, but I wanted to feel better. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was working really hard at my health, my physical health. And I said to him, I go, am I just weird that I want to drill down into this thing and figure out what it is mm-hmm. or like, do I just live with it? And he's like, no, you're not meant to live with it. And he mm-hmm. goes, so mm-hmm. many people live with their pains or mm-hmm. their illnesses and just keep doing what's not good for them mm-hmm. just because they don't want to bother. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Everybody get you know, especially like, Okay, I'll just tell you I'm 65. So I'll have, I'll have, you know, oh, you're 65. You probably, of course you're, you know, gonna have some aches and pains. Well, I don't wanna have aches and
1: pains.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I'm gonna like work on that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I think we we live with stuff just Uh. because we think, oh, well, that's just normal. Uh. And a lot of times it's not.
1: See, and this is how it fits in so well. We settle for status quo, which is like <laughs> one of the whole the intro of our podcast of uncharted is not settling. there. It is yeah. So and I I'm didn't familiar. even plan on that. That's one right. Either. Yeah, and you listed you listed some some really practical physical indicators. Are there any other categories or types yeah. of indicators that we should be paying attention to that helps us answer the question? Yeah. With like, this is something I need. I need. I need to be doing self care, soul care. What are some indicators that help us, in addition to the physical ones that you just listed?
2: Yeah, you know, I was thinking one of them that I, that I, don't know if people will agree with, but maybe maybe they should, (laughs) maybe they should agree with me. (laughs) We all should agree with each other. I know that's true. That's why everything you say. Thank you. Okay. Um, but I was thinking about this. I mean, if you're like really angry Hmm. that could be an indicator that something's not Hmm. healthy it could be that it's like um okay so the way that i describe it it's kind of like if something happens like say you you know you lose something or you or you have a conflict with somebody Hmm. or something happens you know you get cut off on the freeway or whatever so it's really like a two on a scale of one Mm -hmm. to 10 right like it's not really that big a deal but if you like if it's like an 11 (laughs) and you just are so upset about it like you just blow you know you're cutting the guy off or you're whatever it is you know a million things you can think of different scenarios but it's like it's probably not healthy Mm. like something is going on and so it can be an indicator that and i and there's other aspects of self-care that we haven't really talked about but stuff like, you know, are there conflicts in relationship? Mm. Are there, is there need for forgiveness? Mm. I mean, are, is there need for repentance? Like, Mm. do we need to be clean? Do we need to get before the Lord and get clean? Do we, do we need to forgive people that maybe we're not even thinking about, or maybe there's a current relational issue or something. So I think that's one thing. Um, I think another thing, when I talk about physical stuff, like, are you just like super tired? Mm. Like Bill and I, my husband and I talk about, you know, there's times where we're tired because we've worked hard or we've Mm -hmm. done something, Mm -hmm. but there's times where it's like, no, actually a nap or a vacation isn't going to help. Like I actually, there's, there's a body that's super wiped out and exhausted that I might need to pay attention to, you know? Um, And I think, I think there's, uh, one thing I was thinking about, like you were asking maybe, how do you know when you kind of need to ask for help or get help? Mm -hmm. Like, I usually say, if you, I'll ask this of my, the people I'm coaching, if you feel really stuck in an area, then you need to go get help. Mm -hmm. So it could be, you know, it could be that you're stuck physically. Like you can't get rid of your headaches, you know, Mm -hmm. and you know how headaches are. It's like there's a million reasons why people have them. But mm-hmm. so there's that, or there's, you know, um I have some friends that are really dealing with some stuff from uh, emotional stuff from their past, you know, from a uh, family of origin and things mm-hmm. like that. It's like if you feel like you can't not think about that, or it you just feel super stuck in that area, then maybe you need to go see a counselor, mm-hmm. you know, like you can't get out of it by yourself. So those are some of those things I, I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good.
1: Yeah. Those are really helpful indicators to pay attention to. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. And, and so in your experience, Jill, and and then maybe more just anecdotally to both mm-hmm. you and I, Emily, like what have been things that have helped. Like what, what are, where do you start? You know, what are some healthy practices, um, either ones that are maybe reactive. So Mm -hmm. that moment that you wake up one day and realize, Oh, I, I need to take care of myself. What are some practices that are, you know, good for that sort of stage of self care? Mm -hmm. Like I need to recover in some way. Yeah. And then, and then in addition, maybe ones that are more proactive. Like what are things that are just good practices to have in our, to have in our rhythm, whether it's daily or weekly or monthly that maybe prevent or at least help proactive. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly.
2: Yeah. I think, um, so I would say my, my main go-to is solitude Mm -hmm. is time with God. Like just, having a time of, of intimacy with the father and being in the quiet, like I'm an extrovert and love walking and talking to God. But if I don't make myself sit down and have a time of not just prayer, like prayer is obviously really good, but just listening to God Mm -hmm. and even asking him questions, like, like, what do I, you know, I mean, having him ask me a question, what do I need? But, but also Lord what do you see today mm-hmm. or what you know there's so many different creative questions that we can ask God in our time of solitude uh, depending on what you're going through mm-hmm. and just doing listening prayer is really i think really powerful i <clears throat> i follow uh Henry Nouwen mm-hmm. a lot and love his writings and he says that the place of solitude is a is a place of trans uh, a furnace of transformation mm-hmm. So I, I think I've experienced most of the change, the needed change in my life, um, through time with God. Mm. So, so I'd encourage that. I mean, for sure. I think, you know, if there's a certain area of, of self-care that you're really needing help in, I would, there's so much out there. I know, like we said, there's probably too much out there, but there are really good books and there's really good helps. Mm. So there's that, um. I mean, honestly, like just getting outside, mm-hmm. walking, hiking, some kind of physical activity that makes you feel good, mm-hmm. like some, and that's sustainable. Like it might be that you go to the gym, but I, you know, like getting outside. Like certain people I know ride their motorcycles. You know, <laughs> for <Certain laughs> people who won't be who named. Would, who would that be? <laughs> you know, just to get outside and and do something that you enjoy like that. Um, I think sleep is super important Mm -hmm. and I know it doesn't come easy for a lot of people. And so I think we need sleep. We absolutely need good sleep. Mm -hmm. And there's so much research out there about how that helps our mental, emotional, everything Mm -hmm. physical, you know? Um, I'd mentioned the thing about, you know, healthy habits of eating. And, Mm -hmm. you know, not that everybody needs to do diets. I don't like that. I just, but how does your paying attention to how your body responds to certain kinds of Mm -hmm. foods is important. I mean, uh, again, for health and, and long life, you know, and then another one that, that I think a lot of people do this, but there's a lot of people that don't too, is Sabbath, just doing Mm -hmm. some kind of Sabbath. Sabbath rest, you know, I mean, not working, not, I mean, it's, it's a time to, yeah, it's time to spend time with God. But I I was reading something interesting. Uh, I was going to mention a book that later, but I was reading this chapter on soul care kind of thing and uh, for leaders. And they're saying how, how it's like, it's interesting that, you know, pastors are supposed to have Sabbaths, but Sabbath is on Sunday. Like, no, (laughs) that's like their busiest day. Or even Christians just regular. I want to go to church on Sunday, but then we end up being so busy because we're running from one meeting to another or something. Mm -hmm. So, so whatever that day might be, it probably won't be Sunday. Maybe it's Saturday or Mm -hmm. whatever, but just to take time Mm -hmm. to really probably if possible, turn off media, you know, Mm -hmm. turn off the loud voices and, loud noise out there and just have it be quiet and rest because our body needs it. Our, mm-hmm. our, all of us, our whole, our whole person needs mm-hmm. to to slow down because I mean, some I always laugh at my husband's quote, it, you know, Jesus needed a day to rest and he, he like was not even, he was working hard all of those days and he still had time to rest, yeah. you know, on Sunday yeah. or whatever yeah. day it was
0: for them. So, it's good. so anyway, yeah, it's good. So those are a few things. Yep. Other than riding a motorcycle, Ben, (laughs) were any of those things that you you practice or turn to?
1: Yeah. um, I would say that there are some, I I like how you brought up the word sustainable, Jill. Um, I've not really applied the concept of sustainable Mm -hmm. practices because I think there are some that I do that are more like unique, so not sustainable. (laughs) Um, and. What I mean or like, like one offs, you mean right. That's what thing? I mean. Yeah. yeah. They're not yeah. unique in the idea, but just unique that I don't get to do them very often. So mm-hmm. like one of my favorite things is um I, I I do love going up into the mountains and you know, mm-hmm. getting whether it's a, a yeah. cabin or a tent or you know, that sort of thing, um, that really feeds my soul. And yeah, yeah, physically, spiritually, emotionally, yep. in every way, that feeds my yep. soul it's not sustainable though. Like it's not right. something that I, you know, I'm. we live I, in Indiana. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. So, um, so I, I would say there's things like that that are a bit more, you know, uh, unique in that nature. I would say on the more sustainable side or, or like more rhythmic in my life, um, mm-hmm. I do like a quiet morning is really important to mm-hmm. me. Um, and so, even in the last couple of years, I've shifted my work schedule and I'll admit like I have the luxury of doing this, which I know not everybody does. And so I want to qualify it. Um, but I have shifted my work schedule to, to start a little bit later in the day. And I don't mean like 11 o'clock, but not 7. a.m. Um, where it gives me the time to exercise. It gives me the time to, um, I, I journal, and that really helps me. I journal prayers to God. Um, Mm -hmm. it helps me just like really know what's in my heart, um, as I'm writing. Yeah. Um, and then just, uh, uh, and to drink coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Um, like if I enjoy, yeah. Yeah. Like if I
2: have God's creation, if
1: I have those three things (laughs) in a morning on a pretty rhythmic level, um, or rhythmic pattern, the, those are more habitual, proactive things that help me feel centered yep. and aligned and still. Yeah, me and too. Still. That's good. Um, mm-hmm. So, and then yes, motorcycle. <laughs> How about you, Emily?
0: Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm definitely, as far as like r- rhythmic practices, I f- have discovered recently that I really need to exercise mm. <laughs> regularly. Yeah. Yeah. It like really changes like mentally mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. my mindset yeah. um yeah. and which sucks because <laughs> <laughs> exercise is not super fun it's always. not that fun no but um so i kind of do that begrudgingly and mm-hmm. um trying to be outside a lot and then the other there's um there's this part actually from the screw tape letters where they're talking mm-hmm. about you know the, the patient um and he is saying like Oh, you let this person, you know, read a book just because it was a book that they liked to read. Mm-hmm. And it was not something that they thought was going to make them smarter or like mm-hmm. give them ar- arguments a point. It's like they just read it for the pure joy of it. And that that is yeah. a thing that actually brings you closer to God because mm-hmm. that's where joy is mm-hmm. from. And okay. so um, I usually will just like read a book that I've read a thousand times before. That's really good. Um, mm-hmm. just because it's something I like to do yep. now. It's usually Lord of the Rings. So <laughs> I mean, that's like <laughs> an
1: ultimate source of joy, right? right yeah. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think I was going to add that too. Cause I think we don't often do or take the time to do something that gives us joy. Yeah. Like we just, we work and we, do errands on the weekend and we go to church and we do all the, and I'm not saying that's not something you enjoy, <laughs> but I mean, but I mean something that doesn't feel like this is something I've got to do or I'm, I'm at work or I'm taking care of my kids mm-hmm. or, or whatever, which is all life is, is awesome. And all those things are great. But I think like, like I said before, I talked with so many moms. I have a lot of moms I coach and they don't, get away and have coffee with somebody Mm -hmm. you know they don't they're a friend or they don't i mean the other thing is is they don't like couples don't take time to go on a date Mm -hmm. you know and pour into their marriage or something instead they've got to be there they got to do whatever they don't have enough money they don't have enough whatever you know and it's like actually you're pouring into and talk about longevity Mm -hmm. you know i mean you're creating good rhythms for your family for and a good model for your kids Mm -hmm. to take care of yourself, to take care of your marriage, to take care of, you know. So anyway, I I think that is really important. And a lot of times we don't do that
0: kind of stuff. So as we kind of wrap up, I think Mm -hmm. we've definitely talked a lot about, um, you know, making the case for why this is important, why everyone needs to make room. Is there like... Barring any sort of like sp- specific, okay, there's probably not like one thing everybody should be doing mm. for soul care or self care, but is there, I guess <laughs> <laughs> like if somebody is like listening to this, you're like, okay, maybe it's something I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to start focusing on what is like an approachable mm. thing that doesn't seem like intimidating, but is is worth pursuing or or maybe even like if you could recommend someone to start practicing one thing, what mm-hmm. is what is yeah. like the number one?
2: Gosh, number one? I, I think it really depends on what the need is, you know? Like if it's if somebody's far from God, I would say, and I know it's hard because I've been far from God and I know it's hard, but to encourage them to spend time with God somehow even if it's five minutes, doesn't have to be an hour. I mean, it, if there's a way that you can just get in a quiet place for five minutes, maybe it's take a walk around the block while the family's, you know, watching TV or something. Mm -hmm. So I would say, uh, like I said earlier, solitude was huge for me. So, because I think that's where it starts. If we're listening to God, like I remember one time I was not doing good. My brother passed away suddenly, and I was in a a time of depression and I, I just, I kind of checked out of everything, you know, and, and I met with a trusted friend, um, somebody that listened to me and kept telling me you're not going to be stuck here forever. Mm -hmm. And so then at one point, and it was probably a year later, I remember going for my first walk in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and I, all I could say was help. Like Mm -hmm. that was my prayer. Mm -hmm. And I felt like God came. Mm -hmm. So I think you don't have to have like a big, you know, long time of reading scripture and all that. I'm just saying, just sit with God for five minutes and, and start there. So that would be one thing. I think just like we said, do something that if it's a physical thing, like you just said to
0: run or what Mm -hmm. you didn't say run, but it it is run and I'm really slow. So (laughs) (laughs) if anybody is out in Evansville and sees me, don't make fun of me. I'm taking take care of my soul. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Leave me alone. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
2: it, yeah. Just getting outside and doing something physical, I think is we can, we can do that. I like, Like I said, I live in Boise and it was really cold the last few weeks. And I was really mad because I was thinking spring (laughs) and I wanted to get outside and walk. But so I get that. But I would say when now that weather's starting to get better, you could do that. Um, So doing something that feels good. I have, you know, and then I said also just get with a trusted friend to talk about Mm -hmm. what it is that if there's something that you're going through, whether it's physical, emotional, I mean, it could be mental you know, like getting feedback from a friend Mm -hmm. or a partner or whatever, just going, Hey, I feel out of it. Or I feel like I'm stuck or I need help. What do you see in me? Mm -hmm. I think that really helps. It's a hard question to ask. Like sometimes I don't want to ask that Mm -hmm. even of my spouse who I'm close to, but it's like, I kind of need some feedback going, okay, maybe I actually could use a counselor. I Mm -hmm. could use some help, you know, or whatever. And then I think the Sabbath thing is really big taking a day, uh, to really just rest. And it's like, I, I think I was talking to somebody just the other day. It's like, I for kind of forgot how that felt mm-hmm. like just to, you know, to shut everything down, turn off all the noise, turn off all the stuff and just. You might want to read a good book, like you Mm -hmm. said. You might want to do that. That uh, you can do that kind of stuff, and then I have some great reads that, if you want me to share those, like where to start.
0: Yeah, definitely. Those
2: those are because that you know there's certain books that I'll recommend um, to people. So uh, one one of them that I really like. So I like the author Ruth Haley Barton. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard of her, but man, she's such a great writer. And so, uh, most of the time when I'm doing some kind of spiritual formation with somebody that's just beginning that I recommend sacred rhythms. I um, that, yeah, so good. It's great. I, it covers a lot, basically a lot of what we talked about. She even, you know, she has a verse, on, I mean, a chapter on solitude, um, honoring your body, Sabbath, all of those things. So rhythms, you know, kind of rhythmic way of living healthy rhythms, you know, Mm -hmm. and then, um, well, anything by Henry Nowen, Mm -hmm. you know, I I really enjoy the way that he writes because he, he writes to the heart um, and he writes from the heart. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's just, I, the, another book that I recommend from him is called the way of the heart. And it talks a lot about that solitude kind of thing that I was sharing about just kind of where to start with that. Um, I'm reading this one right now uh, by Ruth Haley Barton called Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership and Seeking God in the Crucible of Ministry. So it's more of a, a ministry, full-time ministry kind of book. I, I mean it's not necessarily i mean maybe i'm sure it's a leadership book it's a, mm-hmm. a kind of leadership book that's really good and then of course i have to plug my husband's book it's yeah. called the life jesus made possible and he really i mean it's interesting because he he touch, he doesn't like necessarily touch on self-care but but he does in the sense of um going through like you know, inner healing topics, mm. or you know healing our broken hearts, um stuff like that, basically just living the life that Jesus would want us to live in freedom and mm. wholeness. so so that's always a good yeah, one, yeah. too.
1: Wow. I feel like this is definitely a topic we could spend hours yeah. on, Um, yeah, thank you, Jill, for yeah. sharing just a sampling of your wisdom and insight and experience on this and mm. I think, you know, personally, I do hope that the listener, and I'm going to put myself in this category as well, like does take this to heart. I mean, I think, especially in our culture, our, our US culture specifically is not very conducive <laughs> to this sort of value. Um, in fact, we measure a lot of our value and our self-worth based upon how busy we are. And how full our schedules are, and so we're we're definitely swimming upstream on this one. And um, I just hope that this can serve as an encouragement, as maybe even a kind exhortation, um, but also like some really practical handles on. Okay, here's what it can look like to do this. So, um, if you don't work in a vocational context where self care is, you know, woven into. Um, woven into your pattern like just on your own that there are ways that you can identify let me end with this quote from strengthening the soul of your leadership in recognition of your recommendation it is a really good book read that one as well and here's here's a question how is it with your soul when the early wesleyan bands of christ followers got together in small group meetings Their first question to each other was, how is it with your soul? This is the best possible question for us as Christian leaders, as followers of Jesus, in light of Jesus's warning and in light of what we witness in and around us. So the question is for us, follower of Jesus, how is it with your soul?
0: We wanted to end this episode with a thank you to the Basecamp community. Basecamp is Uncharted's community for people passionate about advancing God's kingdom all over the world. The generous support of Basecamp is how we're able to care for, train, and multiply disciples in overlooked and unreached places. You can join the Basecamp community by signing up for automatic monthly donations. Head to unchartedinternational.org and join today.